0: As we got going this morning, and as Jeff Julian shared the, the book on Colossians um, and about love, and that's, I'm going to talk about love today. Everybody like, love is in the air? <laughs> do, 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 love is in the air. <laughs> and uh, you know, it was really neat, the last song that we just, we just did, uh, it said, uh, I will build my life upon your love. Amen. It is a firm foundation. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. That's right. And uh, so today, uh, as we've been talking over really many, many weeks, over the, about the four essentials of the early church, and we've been talking about family, we've been talking about how we, as the body of Christ, we must line our natural families up with what the Word of God says. amen Amen. and so uh, we've been talking about love we've been talking about fellowship and how and what the meaning of fellowship is Tom done a great job of talking about breaking the word fellowship down the word koinonia that word literally means caring and sharing for one another there's we are we're, we're we're asking the Lord to do an impartation into our hearts and a deeper work of love because if we're going to care for one another, if we're gonna share for what, with one another, if we're gonna build our lives on love, our life with each other is going to look different. Right. And how we treat each other and how we encourage one another. And um, I, I shared several weeks ago about the ones who got their needs met in the early church were those who were all in. They were, they were, they were devoted to the apostles' teaching they were, they were devoted to fellowship. They were devoted to the breaking of bread, house to house. They were devoted to prayer. And so we've been asking ourselves as families, I've been, Karen and I have been asking ourselves, how is our life lining up with that passage in Scripture in Acts 2.42? Is our family, are we devoted to the apostles' teaching? Are we devoted to fellowship? Are we devoted to house to house, You know, praying for one another and all that stuff? and making sure that as a family, we're lining our family up with Christ. Is that what you guys have been doing over the last several weeks? Yeah. Good. Well, we've been talking about fellowship and we've had a wonderful example with uh, Brian and Sarah when they lost their house and how caring and sharing was, was powerful over the last couple weeks. And they're continuing to, to be loved by you guys. I, I just want to personally even say thank you to many of you ladies in the church As Brian and Sarah have been staying with us, several of you have brought meals over to our home for the Hughes's, but my family has benefited from it very much. (laughs) And I would say my wife has benefited very much because uh, cooking for more people and all that kind of stuff is a joy. But uh, you've really blessed us as a family, and I know you've blessed uh, the Hughes family, and they're continuing to be blessed. And I just want to continue, um, as we've preached and taught on fellowship, I want to continue on fellowship today, and I'm probably going to just uh, hang out in a place. I, I really thought I was going to cover two or three points today, and I just, you know, when you get up at 6.30 in the morning and you're praying over your message, God has a way of going, ah, I want you to kind of rest right there on that area. So I'm not going to get as far as I wanted to go today, but that's okay, isn't it? And so um, today we're going to talk, and the crux of my message is loving one another. And uh, we've had a demonstration of that love for the last couple weeks, but we've also had it in our worship service. And so um, last week I I, I mentioned the scripture, but I didn't go into it, but I wanna begin to break a scripture down. And and I really believe what's gonna take place today, and, and I'm relying on the power of the Spirit of God because he's already bore witness with the scripture on Colossians, he's already bore witness with the songs we've sang. I believe God's going to bring an impartation and a revelation to us today. How many want a revelation and an impartation of greater love? Anybody ever struggled with loving people? All you others are lying. Have you ever really really struggled with difficult people? In the church. Oh, yeah. My wife is so easy to love, guys, because she's put near perfect. Put near. Love that English, don't you? It's easy to love someone that loves you back. It's a little different to love the way Jesus loved. And we're going to talk about that today. And I believe God's going to bring an impartation. I believe he's going to bring a download of revelation. And so I just uh, want to ask you to say, God, give me a revelation. Just say, God give, revelation. God, give me a revelation. I want to discern your love. I want to know your kind of love. I want to know your kind of love. Set me free, Set me free. from worldly love, from worldly love. And, help me today and help me today to love like you love. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So last week we we hit just barely, and most of the word was on uh, the testimonies, but we we had this scripture uh, that Jesus was giving a new command to his followers. And he says, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. And so I began to dig into this scripture and the heart and soul of fellowship, of koinonia that we talk about in Acts 2.42 on what God was asking the church to do by loving each Each other the 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 core of fellowship of that term being devoted to fellowship is being devoted to loving one another everybody say "Love love one another and so that's the heart and the soul of fellowship but it's also the heart and soul of a command that God is giving us and he's saying to us as I have loved you so you must love one another and so my big point that I'm going to make today is you cannot love one another without first knowing how God has loved you that loving others is literally tied to my understanding my revelation about how Jesus Christ and how the Father and how the Holy Spirit love us and I think we have a real twisted view of what love is and I'm gonna go into the different words of love cuz the word love here I broke it down for us today and, and love in the Greek has more meanings than our society. In our society, we use the, the word love and we say, I love pizza. Yeah. Oh, dude, I love those shoes. I love my wife. Oh, man, I love you, sis. You're awesome. I mean, we, can, we, we put the word love in front of everything and we say we love and, and it really degrades what the word actually means. It actually lowers its value. And so today what I'm hoping to do is to, to break this word down with today and, and begin to look at what the word Jesus was saying. Because Jesus was using a different tense of a word, love, and it's really important for us to understand what he was saying. And I believe God's gonna bless us with that. So the Greek word that God, and I really, I, I'll just go to it. The Greek word for love here is agapao. It's not agape. I really thought when I started studying the scripture, I thought that the word here was agape in the noun form, but literally uh, Jesus is using agapao, which is a, is a root from agape, but it's a verb. And so I'm going to go into explaining this root word a little later. But what I want to first do is I want to break down the three words for love in the Greek language. And I want to talk about those a little bit. Because really what I found in my own life, and I see in the lives of many, many people, it's not just you guys, it's the world. But we tend to stay in one and two. We t- tend to stay in eros and philia. Some people call it phile- phileo. Uh, and agape is the third one, but I want, I want to describe a little bit of what these words mean, and then I want to dive into agape and agapao, agapao is how you say it. I'm going to say it correct. I know you guys really don't want a Greek language test today, but, but I want to understand more fully what Jesus was saying so that we understand and know what he's speaking to us when he says to each other, I want you to love one another. And when he's talking in that context, when you look at that scripture, he is not talking about the world now. He is not talking to, if you put it in the context of the scripture, he's not talking about everyone right now. He is literally talking to the men and women who were disciples. And he's telling them in the church, the lovers of God, you guys in the church love one another. Now we realize God wants us to love the world, right? He wants us to love sinners He wants us to love people that don't know Christ I'm not talking about that right now. Are you guys with me? We're talking about the love that Jesus is wanting you to have for me and for me to have for you Okay, everybody on that on the same page. So as Christians, this is how we are to love each other in the body of Christ And so I want to explain a little bit about the first type of love, which is called eros. And this word for love is the sexual kind of love. This is the romantic kind of love. And this is, eros is the kind of love mostly known by the world. This is where relationships of male-female, that kind of stuff, start many many times is in the eros area the eros love is where most relationships start and this eros love is where is what generally motivates it generally motivates most people it is where we get the word erotic and it is a self satisfying love write that down eros is a self satisfying love And the world stays, and it's not just a sexual love, but it's a love that benefits me. It's a love that is self-satisfying. Are you with me? And that's not the kind of love that Jesus is talking about here. Not a self-satisfying love. And that's one form of love. Then there is phileia, which generally refers to affection between friends, affection between brothers and sisters, affection between people you really like. And this, even the word Philadelphia is where they got the word Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, from. And it's called the city of brotherly love. So they they literally named their city after brotherly love. And so although Eros and Phileia... Have others at their focus so when I'm talking about eros love and I'm talking about phileo love We're we we is focused on others the love. I love someone else But they both can be motivated by self-interest self exhortation or self-exaltation self-gratification and self-protection they are both the kind of love that is designed to satisfy the desires of the one doing the loving. So when I love from an eros or phileo love, I'm loving where there's a self-interest, a self-gratification can come back to me. Not that it's bad to love that way. There is a benefit to love where I love and I receive something back. That is not wrong, okay? Okay. But both these type of loves, there is an element of giving love and everything, but it is giving for the purpose of getting something in return. And that's not the kind of love that Jesus was talking about in the Scripture. I'm going to give you an example. Many, many years ago in my own extended family, we had an extended family. person in our family, and uh, um, the person just, I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you, it drove me nuts. Anybody had one of those? Yeah. Yep. And this person, bless their heart, they would go to great lengths to make a meal or do something sacrificially for someone else. Why would that drive me nuts? Because it always was about Her. The giving was not out of self-sacrifice, um, self, um, wow. Sacrifice, thank you. Stand up here and preach for me. It, it wasn't out of self-sacrifice, it was actually out of self-gratification. Self-glorification, that if I do this and get attention for myself... And it would drive people nuts. It would repel people. People would back away from that person within the family. But look at all I'm doing. Look at it. I can't believe you guys don't appreciate what I'm doing. Ever been there with anybody? Yep. And again, there was this desire to get acceptance, a desire to get approval, a desire to look important. And the giving was out of these first two types of love. Are you seeing the difference? But God was saying something different in this passage. When Jesus said, love one another, he was using the word agape, agapau, which is the verb of the root meaning of agape. And I'm going to share with you what that kind of love is, so that we can say, Is my life, is my love lining up with that? Or am I stuck in Eros and Phileo? Am I stuck in those, what I would say, more shallow loves? More immature love? Because it's about self-satisfaction? It's about what it does to glorify me, what it does to help me? I propose to you that Jesus was actually trying to take us up higher in our love. So, we want to know what agape is. Oops, I need to go back. So, Jesus was using the Greek word, agapau. I'm having a hard time even saying it. I even listened to it over and over on my Bible translation. Agapau. <laughs> and the meaning of this word stands for the love, the love stands in, it stands in sharp contrast for the two, than the two other words that we use. This word alone points to a completely self-sacrificing love. A love that lacks self-glory, a kind of love that lacks self-interest and self-gratification and self-preservation. Agape love is motivated primarily by the interest and the welfare of someone else. That what motivates me to love is my interest, my care, my my compassion, and my my concern for the well-being of others Rather than the well-being of myself Are you with me? In the New Testament agape is the Greek word most frequently used for the love of God the love for spouses and even the love for our enemies It's funny me and David Youngquist, we're talking before service and we were talking about how difficult it is to love our enemies and those who are saying things against us. But literally when God says in his word to love your enemies, bless them, bless those who despitefully use, that, use you, pray for those who, who, who are your enemies. Jesus is actually saying, agapao. Because I'm telling you, when you love your enemies, there's nothing you're going to get in return. I can take you over to Iran right now. I don't know if you guys watched the video on Facebook that Tom sent. But you really need to get on Facebook and watch that video. Right now, Iran, the, the, there is an underground church in Iran. But you know what? In Iran, you love your enemies. You get your head cut off. Yep. And that's the kind of love that Jesus is talking about here. Love one another. Big difference. But in this word when i said earlier it's a verb this word here means action everybody put down your notes this kind of love requires action it means that we act in a loving way towards others out of care and concern for their well-being and their interest over our own interest it means we use our mind and our strength for the benefit of another without regard for ourselves. It is not based on our feelings or what we will d- receive back. It is unconditional love. So when Jesus said, agapow one another, I rewrote it for you. When he said, agapow one another, as I have agapowed you, you must also agapow one another. And so it's talking about a verb. It's talking about action. What is a verb? A verb is what? Action. action. It's not a noun in this, in this tense. It means we must realize that there is action to take place. A verb is a word used to describe an action. It means you are commu- commanded by Jesus to take action toward the people in this church. So when Brian and Sarah lost their house, man, the church got into action and love was pursued in helping them. Was it not? And most people, they weren't even giving to get something back. They were just giving to help. And there's been many, many other needs here at New Covenant in people's lives. And what the Bible says when Jesus says this, I want you to take action. Everybody say action. Action. A self-sacrificing love that is not looking for something in return. Not a thank you. Not I'm paying it forward so I can get something later. Not, hey, what would you think about that? Not, hey, me telling you everything that I've done trying to get your approval. Hey, can you believe how hard I'm working? Not you telling me everything that you've done for other people so that it makes you look better. No, no, no. We're talking about in your giving, give in silence, expecting nothing in return. Isn't that what the word says about giving? Self-sacrificing love. Love one another is going to require something from you. Everybody say it with me. Loving one another is going to require something from me. An action, an effort, help, encouragement, money, time, sharing, caring, giving, helping. Jesus' command to you to love must take action toward the people in this church. This is a people to people love. Another part of the definition of this word is where we have strong mutual, everybody say mutual non-sexual affection and love for a person and their well-being characterized by a willing forfeiture of one's own rights or privileges for the sake of someone else. Everybody read that on your own. How are you doing with that kind of love? I do not want to beat us over the head, but as disciples of Jesus Christ, what being a disciple is, is I'm a follower. I'm a follower of his ways. I'm a follower of the way he does things. So many times it's tough in preaching the gospel because you think, man, are they ever going to... Preach about you know, I mean it, it can be always about something a change going on inside of us But you know what that's what the gospel's about The gospel is to conform your life to the life of christ And when I find that there's a discrepancy in my love When I find that I don't love the way God wants me to love Then I have to go. Okay, God. I want to love the way you love I want to love one another just as you loved me And I want my life to conform to that. So God, the gospel and the good news of being a disciple is I'm constantly changing. I'm constantly in flux. (laughs) Flux. Aren't we? We're constantly growing. We're constantly changing. We're constantly renewing our mind to line up our lives with the word of Jesus. And so when he says, love one another, I've got to realize I've got to forfeit my rights. I have to forfeit my privileges for the sake of someone else. And that's not in the body of Christ these days. So when I talk about fellowship, we're talking about sharing and caring. That kind of sharing and caring, that kind of loving one another cannot be done in your own strength. It's supernatural. And this church needs to grow in our ability to love. Can I have an amen on that? We need to grow in our ability to take action and love towards one another. Can I have an amen? Amen. I can even say in my own life, even as I was preparing this message, um, there are times where I have loved with the wrong motivation. I have loved because it's the right thing to do. I have loved to gain approval. I have loved so that people think highly of me. And my guess is you have too. But that's not the kind of love that Jesus is talking about here. And really, you can't love that way unless you first know how He loves you. Do we really have a revelation of how He loves us? I was hoping to get to Philippians chapter 2 today because it really spells out what he's done for us. But I didn't feel like the Lord wanted me to go there. This kind of love and caring and sharing was so extreme in the early church that, man, thousands were coming to know Christ. we barely see anyone come to the Lord. And he even said, they'll know you're my disciples because of your love. And we love when it's convenient. We love when it's not going to cost us anything. I must be talking just to myself. The agape love that Jesus was talking about here was a self-sacrificing love that was unconditional, that had no strings attached, and I must grow in this command to love like that. But I must say, (laughs) where I thought I was going to go on this message, I'm not going to go. I will later in a couple weeks. What actually comes natural for us? I need somebody to say it a little louder. Selfishness. That's what comes natural for us. What comes natural is your flesh. And your flesh wants to take care of me. When I first got married to Karen, thank God she had the gift of servanthood and so did I. But it was still selfishly motivated. And it moved from the lower levels of love to what we now experience is an agape love that is so self-sacrificing. It's not keeping tabs. It's not you do this for me and I'll do that for you. It's beautiful. Abraham mentioned it the other day, how beautiful it is. Yep, it is beautiful. I don't fight with my wife. She serves me amazingly, and to be honest with you, I serve her well. And that's not just blowing smoke or trying to compliment myself. It is, I've learned agape with her. And she has been a wonderful shower of agape to me. And so, But our flesh is what comes natural. But I want to share one more scripture, and then we're going to have, wow, some impartation, and I don't know what God's going to do. But see how I said stop here? (laughs) The Lord told me to do that, so if we get done early, cool. He said don't trespass. So we read john 13 earlier and now jesus is talking again and he comes back with the same commandment this is my commandment that you love one another as i have loved you greater love has no one than this that he lay his life down for his friends I do not lay my life down for my friends But Jesus did right I've tried to go a little further and explain this but unfortunately this scripture pretty much tells the way it is I really don't have to add anything to that. Have you guys noticed that? Uh, This is my suggestion that you love one another Uh, This is my suggestion if you're feeling right That you love one another. Uh, This is my suggestion if you had a good night's sleep. I would really like you to possibly do this. If you get an opportunity. Oh, come on, guys. I was really hoping you might go a little further with your love and... Give a lollipop to a friend. Gosh, a new command. Not a suggestion. Not a consideration. Crazy. You mean I can't withdraw my love when I get mad at somebody in the church? You mean I can't uh, talk about them behind their back when I get upset with them? Ha! What? You mean, i, I got to be concerned about their self-interest? About what they may be going through? That, wow, I don't think they meant that, but, man, they must be hurting. Hey, John, are you okay? Just, man, you seem to be a little uptight today. Are you okay? Hmm. You've had a rough week. Why? What's going on? Dude, how can I help you? I had no clue that you were going through that. Man, what can I do? You know, when Brian and Sarah was going through the fire, they couldn't think on their own. People had to start thinking for them. So when Jesus is talking about God he's talking about I want you to put action to your love now I debated whether to go here but obviously I'm going to so. I was in the hospital in December for 21 days And um, I couldn't handle a lot of guests because I was so sick. And oh first wanna say I'm sorry if you misunderstood that I didn't want people to come see me. Um, it was, I don't want people to come see me and suck from me. I want people to come and pray and leave. <laughs> and that wasn't communicated well, so I apologize on that. Sometimes as a leader, I can communicate, I don't need anything, that I'm strong. But I was very weak, and many of you did come see me and pray for me, and you prayed from a distance. But the Lord is correcting my heart in that I did not give the body of Christ opportunity to love me. During that crazy, crazy 30 days. And for that, I'm sorry. Even I am bad about asking for help. Anybody else out there need for asking help? I don't know about you. Um, most people are like, and women don't get mad at me, Okay. Most people are like women. No, 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 bear with me before you you throw me under the bus and I throw you under a bus. And this I love about women, though. But most women, when they're being loved, love for you to interpret what they need. They're cloaked in, if they really love me, they'll see it if he really loves me he'll pay attention to my needs now guys are like that, that way too I mean guys can do that too and say well we won't come there on their need communicating their need they can be a bunch of whiny butts I'm using a little humor, but again, we don't do well in communicating our needs and the, and and so therefore because we don't communicate our need our Need does not get met When our need doesn't get met We have mistrust when we have mistrust we now form a cycle of the mistrust cycle rather than the trust cycle. But many times we don't get our needs met because we don't share the need. Okay? And we have to stay strong and I'll suck it up and I'll work more hours and I'll, you know, go this and all that kind of stuff, whatever it is. Whatever the need is. 80% of homes, it's finances. Basically because people can't budget money, but that's another thing. But th- I'm a banker, what would I know? At any rate. <laughs> but back on the task. In the hospital, I didn't express my need. And so forgive me for that, because I did have needs. And my wife had needs, and we. she was spending all the time up at the hospital, and so for that, forgive me. But where I'm wanting to go is in this, this needs being met and us loving each other well is there is this agape love that is self-sacrificing and there is no way you're going to get that kind of love without first knowing that Jesus loves you that way. That's right. I cannot give that love until I first have received it by revelational experience. And here's what I find in the body of Christ. Most people don't have a revelation. Everybody say revelation. Revelation. Knowledge and experiential knowledge of how much God loves me. Because we are tied to performance in our culture. And we believe God's love is tied to performance. Is that true? And so we're constantly in this, this flux in believing God's love for us. Is based upon our performance and it's not based upon our performance. For God so loved what? That he what? That whosoever what? Would not what? But have what? For God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, but what? To save it. And so where I felt like where God wanted us to pause is we I, there's something God wants to do today, and I, I, don't, I don't, I mean, we've, we've got some time here, but um, how are you doing with your love? How are you doing with your love for one another? What kind of grade would you give yourself? If you feel like you need a greater revelation of love, of how God loves you so that you can love others, go ahead and stand up with me. I struggled with how to end today's service, but I am going to take us someplace in prayer. But I want to first remind us how Jesus loved. I want to remind you of how Jesus loved you. Holy Spirit, would you come? Father, you're wanting us to be a family that loves each other. Who loves sacrificially expecting nothing in return. Just like your son. No greater love has any man but to lay his life down for his friends. Today, God, we're thankful that you laid your life down for us. You paid the price. I did not deserve redemption. Do you remember your life before Christ? I remember how selfish I was. I remember the evil thoughts and my selfish ways. Father, would you just teach us again? Would you, by revelation, by the power of the Holy Spirit, would you begin to download into everybody's heart right now your love? How much you love us so that we might love each other the same way that you agape us. Father, we want to move from Eros and philia love. And we want to move to a more mature love. Because people are hurting in this church and this congregation. And no one knows it. Father, to love that way, we've got to know how you've loved us. And so I just ask for a baptism of love this morning. A revelation of love into every heart and every mind. In this house, just close your eyes and say, God, give me a revelation of your love. Help me to understand how you've loved me. Just ask Him, help me to understand how you've loved me and that you continue to love me. When I was preparing this message, and the Lord changed this morning, I just began to bawl and cry. When I thought of his love for me, it's like, man, you loved me, you love me. Here's what I want you to do as your eyes are closed, I want you to ask this one question to God with all seriousness, all distraction out of your mind, ask God, what were you thinking when you created me? What was in your heart when you created me? Holy Spirit, begin to show. Begin to reveal now. What was in your heart, Father, when you created Stephanie? When you created Deb, when you created Steve, when you created Abraham. What was in your heart, God? Father, let the tears and the revelation come. Lord, I feel it in my bones. You're about to move. (coughs) Come Holy Spirit, baptize us in your love. What was in your heart? what was in your heart. I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. (laughs) Plans to bless you and to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future. That's it. Let the tears come. Let the grieving come. Let him touch you right now. Let him bring a revelation of how much he loves you. That it was unconditional No strings attached. What was in your heart, God, when you created me? today I declare a Father's blessing over this house. Father, I declare a revelation of your love, your agape, your unconditional, your self-sacrificing love that you have for us. That while we were yet sinners, you died for us. Father, I just declare a blessing of the Lord over this house. I declare God a revelation of love. That God would come into our hearts and move from our head to our heart. No greater love has anyone but to lay his life down for his friend And in that passage, you then said, we were your friends. So, Lord, we thank you for the sacrifice that you made for us. We thank you for your love. And, Lord, I just ask that you would baptize (laughs) us this week in, in your love so that, God, we might love like you love and that we might start reaching out to each other like you reach out to us, not based on conditions, not based upon anything but your love so father we thank you for that in jesus name